You're listening to Comedy Central. Hear that? Your dog knows spring is coming sooner than you think. Dog walks, dog parks, playing fetch, all the stuff your dog loves to do with you. But the warmer weather also means that fleas and ticks are coming back. Fleas and ticks are in the grass, in the woods, and even on their dog friends. Fleas are an itchy nuisance, can easily get into your home, furniture, and beds, which can be terrible. Ticks are even worse. They're hard to spot, but can carry disease and get your dog really sick. Pet Meds has your furry friend protected with the best products to prevent fleas and ticks all year long. Pet Meds pharmacists connect directly with your vet to save time and deliver the best products for your pet. Pet Meds offers low prices on all flea and tick meds, including Nexgard, Semperica, and more. And Pet Meds Auto Ship helps you save even more with additional discounts on regular shipments of Pet Meds dog food and other high quality supplies. So get ready for all the spring fun now. Visit PetMeds.com and use promo code PODCAST to save 40% on your first auto ship order. That's PetMeds.com and promo code PODCAST. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. No, yeah, but you know what? Okay, here's what's strange to me. is like, when did we get to the point where... So, like, when did we get to the point when they tell us about movies, like, two years ahead of time? Am I the only person who thinks this is, like, weird and crazy? Because Marvel came out today and they were like... Hey, um, Black Panther's delayed from like July 2022 to November, and then like, and then Ant-Man's coming out in like 2023. So we hope you. But I'm like, I couldn't buy the tickets. I didn't plan anything. Why? You, when did this become a thing? Because now I found myself being stressed about a thing that I never used to get stressed about. And I was like, oh, Black Panther's moving, and I was like, I never used to think about that. It's weird that they've just they've gotten to the point where they think we are like we're planning our the day as well. It is happening on this day in 2023. I don't know where I'm going to be in 20... There's weddings that people don't know about. Or maybe it's for that person. Maybe there's one person who was like, oh, I was going to get married, and then that's the day Black Panther comes out. <laughs> you know, Michael, when are we getting married? Well, it depends on what happens in Wakanda, Jay. <laughs> I mean, that's really what determines everything. I feel like our relationship is not as important as it should be. It's more, not more important than the strength of the Black Panther. <laughs> what world are we living in? Coming to you from the heart of Times Square, the most important place on Earth, it's The Daily Show, Ears Edition. Tonight, hot Beltway Goss, Jordan Klepper is rallying, and E. This is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to The Daily Show. I'm Trevor Noah, and joining me for today's headlines is my good man, Roy Wood Jr. What's going on, Roy? What's happening, African? How you been, bro? Yeah, man, you know, it's been crazy how everyone's just been jumping into the show. Mm-hmm. And so I figured I'd start inviting people because otherwise I get surprised. And then, you know what I mean? It doesn't work out the way I would hope. Like, I, I figured I'll just tell people to come and then we'll have fun together. I mean, okay. I mean, that's not really why I was here. I just saw this table. I figured this would be a good place to set up this chicken sandwich. Are you going to eat a quick. chicken sandwich? Are you eating Popeyes on the show? Yeah. And why are you doing it with a knife and fork? Because there's cameras. You can't eat Popeyes the way I 
All right. Come on. Anyway, let's let's do the headlines. Let's just just don't chew loudly. Don't. All right. All that's right, all. Don't chew loudly. All right. Let's begin with a crazy story out of Texas. The junk in America's trunk. Texas is one of the many states where schools have been cracking down on critical race theory, which I actually agree on. Right? If black people want to learn about racism in Texas, they're gonna have to do it the old-fashioned way by trying to vote. Now, just so you understand, Texas lawmakers were against the idea of teachers telling students that America's institutions are founded on white supremacy. And instead, they're saying that if a class covers certain controversial topics, it must present all sides without saying who's right or wrong. And last week, one school official went beyond what the law even requires, telling teachers that being fed to everyone rarely does mean everyone. Make sure that if, if, if you have a book on the Holocaust, that you have one that has the closing, that has other... How do you oppose the Holocaust? <laughs> Believe me, that's come up. I'm sorry, what? You can't teach the opposing view of the Holocaust. That's Facebook's job. Stay in your lane, teachers. And look, telling teachers to present opposing perspectives, regardless of merit, isn't just bad from an education point of view. I mean, it's making teachers do twice as much work, which is unfair. Like, you know what I think? If you're gonna teach totally opposing views, then the classroom should at least have a teacher who's like the evil version of that teacher. You know, like you have a Mario and then you have a Wario. Kids, Lincoln was the great emancipator. Nuh-uh, that bitch got what he deserved. And I'll be honest though, I don't have a problem with teaching opposing theories for everything. You know, I just wish that they had this policy when I was in school. Yeah, you say I have homework, Mr. Davenport, but I say that's some bullshit. Who's to say who's right? Look, man, it, it, here's a bigger question. Why, is, why do, do we have to keep Texas as a state? Why does every state have to be, like, remain a state? We should be able to re-vote on Texas the same way you're trying to vote. Just trade out Texas, give us Puerto Rico. You don't even have to change the flag. You actually want to vote out Texas, Roy? What, what would we miss? If we, lost, if we lost Texas as a state, what would we miss? We'd miss Texas toast. Okay. We'd miss the Dallas Cowboys. Uh-huh. Beyonce. Uh-huh. And then that way, Texas will have their own queen. They might go with that, but I think you might start a war. You know when I really could have used some of this other side stuff? The spelling bee. Because if we're going to talk about who lost, who should have won, it's me, spelling bee. Central Park Elementary, fourth grade, misspelled coleslaw. I never heard of that shit. So how did you spell it? C-O-L-D-S-L-A-U, coleslaw. <laughs> True story. Why y'all laughing? <laughs> That's actually not bad spelling, to be honest with you. If, if you ain't never heard of coleslaw, so yes, we should rewrite history. I won the spelling bee. You know what they gave the white boy? Mountain. I heard of a mountain. You never heard of coleslaw. Hey, man. Go good with this sandwich, yo. I, I, I feel you there, man. All right, let's move on to a story out of China, the country hogging most of Asia. It was just discovered that China tested what's called a hypersonic missile that flew around the world, get this, in space, before landing back on Earth. Yeah, around the world in less than a day, by the way, which means China has invented Santa Claus technology in real life. And experts were shocked about this because one U.S. intelligence official said, quote, we have no idea how they did this, which is not something you want to hear from intelligence officials. I mean, at the very least, they should have just pretended 
that they weren't caught unawares. Yeah, yeah, we totally know how this happened, but why, why don't you tell us first? Well, how do you think it happened? <laughs> why don't you tell us, please? But yeah, this is definitely another step in the global militarization of space. And personally, I don't know why America doesn't start some sort of space military. What's that? It did. Oh, and I said it was gonna be as effective as Mike Pence at an orgy. Oh, that doesn't sound like me. <laughs> now, the good news is that the missile test wasn't perfect. It actually missed its target by two dozen miles, which is not great for a missile. I mean, speed is important, but so is accuracy. You know, Usain Bolt wouldn't have won many medals if every time the race started, he just sprinted into the stands. But this has people concerned, especially about China's growing military capabilities. Uh, and the truth is, if you ask China about it, they don't seem to want us to worry at all. China's foreign minister says the launch back in August involved a spacecraft, not a missile, and says it's nothing more than a routine test to see if that spacecraft could be reused. Just a spacecraft? I don't know, guys. The last time China said it was just allergies. And look at what happened. And by the way, even if it is just a spacecraft, what difference is that gonna make? Because if a spacecraft crashes into my house, I'm not gonna be like, well, at least it wasn't a missile. <laughs> I mean, I'm still dead, but I feel better. I feel way better. Who, who was responsible for checking up on China? Like we need, like, like Earth, we need like a better homeowners association. Cause at this point, China's basically that neighbor that's always just shooting fireworks into the air and all that stuff. They're killing the game. Yeah, you can't, you can't behave like that though. Somebody got to say, hey, I don't know if y'all noticed, but China is shooting the missiles again. Can someone say something to China, please? The other issue with this missile shit, you just can't be shooting, why are you shooting missiles into space? What if it don't come back? And then the aliens think we busting at them. And you think when the aliens come back, they are gonna go, which one of you countries shot at us? <laughs> no, everybody did. Cause the crazy neighbor shot a bullet somewhere. You wanna shoot a bullet, you test a missile, shoot a missile into the ocean. That's where you shoot a missile. We know it's in the ocean. Godzilla, Mothra, and then them two sharks that LL Cool J was fighting. So you know. All right, our final story is from New Zealand, AKA Wakanda for white people. There is so much to love about the country. I mean, it's got natural beauty, it's got its ancient culture, and how its flag looks like it's on a Zoom call with Britain's flag. But what I love is how quirky New Zealand can be. For instance, for more than 20 years now, the city of Christchurch has had an official wizard. It's completely true. And this guy actually has been paid around 11,000 US dollars a year to be the official wizard of Christchurch which is a weird salary when you think about it, right? I mean, $11,000 is way too high for a guy who's not really a wizard, but it's also way too low for a real wizard. I mean, if a guy can turn me into a frog, he can name his price. But now, Christchurch is saying the wizard no longer fits the city's modern image and they're gonna let him go. And this wizard is definitely not happy about this right now because he's had this job for so long. And as he's made clear a little while ago, he definitely deserves it. I'm the only wizard in the world that has any reason to be called a wizard, and that I'm trained at university, appointed by a vice-chancellor, and since 1990, appointed by the government of New Zealand as an official wizard. So I'm a real wizard and not some idiot wearing a hat who's a hippie and taking me drugs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yo, I'm like, 
to be honest, I, f I feel like this whole thing would be less weird if this guy was on drugs. I mean, I get that he doesn't want to be associated with people who drop too much acid, but at least they have an excuse. You know, and also I feel bad for the other wizard who's standing behind him the whole time. He's like, I'm not some burnt out loser moron like Doug here. How's it, Doug? Yeah, what a loser you are, yeah? You're a wizard? That bitch ain't a wizard. What do you mean he's not a wizard? If he was a wizard, his first spell would be a pay raise. <laughs> I'd make 11,000. 11,000. How you a wizard on food stamps? How you a wizard on food stamps? Broke ass wizard. Maybe wizards don't need much money. Just a money. broke, broke ass wizard. You went to wizard school and now you got all them student loans. That's why Harry Potter had to make eight movies. All them student loans. He couldn't pay them. Ain't no money in the wizard world. <laughs> wizard game, cold blooded, bro. Is Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter, is that the same universe? No, Roy, it's not. What was I watching? Don't worry about it, man. Would you, would you mind? I'm not having oh, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah, you can, we'll, 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 we'll take, don't, yeah. No, just. No, nothing, I'll just do this and then you can, I won't even look at you okay, when you bite it. appreciate it. I won't even appreciate look at that, you. Man. All right, but let's move on to our top story. It's about Congress, the sites of America's most powerful jowls. The Democrats are still trying to pass two major bills, right? One for infrastructure and one that tackles everything from climate change to healthcare to childcare to college, which means there's a lot of stress and a lot of bickering, and most importantly, a lot of drama. In other words, it's the perfect story to cover in another installment of Keeping Up with the Congressians. going on, squad? It's me, your bestie, talking my gossip here with all the latest dish from the hottest city in the world, Washington, D.C. And right now, the D.C. stands for Democratic Cluster Ooh, did I curse? Spank me, daddy. It has been weeks since our last episode and the Democrats still haven't passed their bills. Can you believe it? President Biden just keeps having secret meetings with the Democrats and they won't spill the tea on what they're talking about. The same way how Jerry told me to never tell anybody about how he cried during Dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> your secret is safe with me, Jerry. I've got your back. Anyway, Time is running out to pass those bills, and that means everyone is getting stressed AF. President Biden on the road today trying to ratchet up pressure on members of his own party to bridge deep divides and pass his ambitious proposal to overall the country's social safety net. Top advisors have made clear they've grown increasingly impatient with the pace of the talks. And Democrats on the Hill are starting to say, we need Joe Biden to step in. But President Biden is confident they'll get it across the finish line. I told you before what my neurosurgeon years ago said when I had that aneurysm. He said, your problem, and that was in the center, your problem center is you're a congenital optimist. But I'm convinced we're gonna get this done. I'm convinced we're gonna get it done. Joe Biden, your brain is broken and I love it. But yes, right now the Democrats are moving slower than my goddamn Postmates order. Where is it? And I understand the frustration, I do. It's just a bill. It shouldn't take half the lifespan of a pug. <coughs> Shh, daddy's doing a segment, Benifer. <coughs> and you have to remember, we're talking about the Democrats here. They need the time to make sure the bills they're writing will disappoint everybody. If you need to be disappointed quickly, get a lean cuisine, loser. 
Und the real reason this is taking so long, as always, is Joe Manchin. He's taking a big old axe to the Build Back Better bill. And this week, he's going after the one thing that could keep the icebergs alive. The New York Times reporting tonight that the most powerful part of Biden's climate agenda, the $150 billion clean electricity program, is now effectively dead. Conservative Democratic Senator Joe Manchin announced his opposition to a central program in President Biden's clean energy agenda that would replace coal and gas-fired power plants with wind, solar, and nuclear energy. West Virginia, Senator Manchin's home state, is of course a leader in coal and natural gas production. The senator also owns stock valued at more than $1 million in a coal brokerage firm he founded and made nearly half a million in dividends just last year, according to the New York Times. Joe Manchin, you're a dirty dog, and I'm here for it. You get your money, Joe. I mean, if you ask me, this was a no-brainer. How can we expect this man to fix climate change if it costs him money? Would you ask Zoom to help end the COVID pandemic? No, they're probably the ones that started it. I'm onto you, bitch. And Manchin isn't just gutting the climate change, he also wants to limit the child tax credit to families earning $60,000 or less. And I'm sorry, but 60 grand does not make you rich. You know what does make you rich? A love. That's why people in love should not get the tax credit. Sorry, Courtney and Travis. Congrats to you too, but no child tax credit for you. Anyway, the Democrats hate Joe Manchin's cuts, but they need his vote. So the bill keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. Just like what's happening with your testicles, Jerry. Did the doctors ever find out why? Well, it doesn't matter. Your secret is safe with me, Jerry. You keep me posted here. <laughs> anyway, nobody is more pissed off about Manchin's demands than Bernie Sanders. Yeah, if Bernie had his way, this bill would be 30 bazillion dollars and going to the doctor would be completely free. What a wild idea. You're crazy, Bernie. I can't get enough of you. <laughs> and Bernie is sick of Joe Manchin yucking his yum. And so their beef has broken out into the open and we're all getting a look. The leaders of the party's liberal and moderate wings spent much of the weekend at each other's throats. First, this op-ed from Bernie Sanders in West Virginia's biggest newspaper. This poll after poll shows overwhelming support for this legislation. Two Democratic senators remain in opposition including Senator Joe Manchin. Manchin shot back. This isn't the first time an out-of-stater has tried to tell West Virginians what is best for them, despite having no relationship to our state. Ooh, Bernie and Joe are at each other's throats. The claws are out. <laughs> but I do get why Joe is upset about this. Coming into his neighborhood and writing an op-ed in his hometown newspaper, you don't see Joe going to Vermont and slapping the Ben and Jerry's out of Bernie's mouth. <laughs> Although it is pretty rich of Joe Houseboat to complain about Bernie's op-ed when Joe has been writing op-eds in every newspaper in America. I even saw a mansion op-ed in the last fortune cookie I opened. <laughs> now, maybe there'd be more pressure on Joe Manchin to support this bill if the public was begging for it. But right now, this bill is like a chicken nugget. Nobody even knows what's inside. And you know who Bernie blames for that? It's a big, bad media. 
Senator Bernie Sanders put out a statement this weekend blaming the media as the main reason for why Americans don't know what's in the Build Back Better plan. He wrote, quote, at the top of the list is the reality that the mainstream media has done an exceptionally poor job in covering what actually is in the legislation. There have been endless stories about the politics of passing Build Back Better, the role of the president, the conflicts in the House and Senate, the opposition of two senators, the size of the bill, and very limited coverage as to what the provisions of the bill are and the crises for working people that they address. You know one thing you're not talking about if you're talking about the media? What's in the bill? Correct. Ooh, Bernie is mad at the media and I am part of the problem. <laughs> Look, maybe some of the media is a little bit catty. Guilty, but uh, come on, Bernard. It's not all the media's fault that nobody knows what's in this bill. I mean, half the time the Democrats talk about it, they call it the reconciliation bill. That name is so boring, I fell asleep halfway through the first word and I'm on cocaine. <laughs> I, I swear the Democrats are the worst at branding. If they invented Hershey's Kisses, they would have called them little poop drops. I'm not eating those. So that's where everything stands now. Everyone is trying to figure out how to salvage this thing before it's too late. And they better hurry, because if they don't pass anything, they're gonna lose a lot of votes next year. Of course, Jerry couldn't vote in the first place because he's undocumented. He's been using a dead man's social security number this whole time. Oh, what a crazy story, but don't worry, Jerry. We won't tell anyone. We love you, Jerry. All right, I've got to go to the little boy's room and make a tinkle, but when The Daily Show comes back, Jordan Clapper is going to finger the pulse at a Trump rally. We'll be right back. Oh, so much fun. Oh, look, they're deporting Jerry. They're deporting him, that's classic Jerry. You're so classic, Jerry. He's so wild, he's so crazy. Oh, I miss him already. We should get another Jerry, yeah? This time Paula, maybe. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Welcome back to The Daily Show. The next presidential election is barely over 1,100 days away. And that means Donald Trump is back on the road doing rallies. And that means Jordan Klepper is back on the road attending those rallies for another episode of Jordan Klepper, Fingers the Pulse. I'm back in my first Trump rally since January 6, 2021, a day no one will ever forget, unless you're a Republican member of Congress. Yes, Trump is gathering people once again, so I headed to my favorite Iowa State Capitol, where the crowd was ready to proclaim Trump won, and Trump won, and Trump won and rides a tank, and even though Trump won, they're hoping he runs again. You know, hey, I want a better place to announce the candidacy than here in Hawkeye State. Are we ready for this? I mean, the last guy hasn't even conceded yet. Well, I mean, uh, I, uh, I have some choice words for especially our vice president, but I'm trying to be civil today, so. My last Trump rally was January 6th. Uh, have you seen any gallows go up anywhere? Nope. <laughs> Do you think Mike Pence will show up here today or does he not want to hang? Oh, I think he would be afraid to show up here today. Yeah, why is that? Because he was a coward. Oh. He didn't do the right thing, that's why. Or because these people tried to kill him. <laughs> well, I don't think they that, would. No. Not, that's, I don't think they would try to kill him. The MAGA faithful expressed their support for the former president in all the totally normal ways, with Confederate flags in Iowa and images of Trump on a velociraptor with a machine gun. You know, people say, oh, Trump's or that's a cult, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like cult is such a negative word. We are not a cult. We are a group of Americans that love our country and We're want it back. Are there any old hits or things you hope he goes back to? Um, oh, gosh, I feel like whatever he spews out of his mouth, I just love it. Um, <laughs> I just love it. It doesn't matter what he says. Yeah, We're gonna like, love I, it. We're I, gonna I love being here. We're going to love hearing what he has to say. But this isn't a cult. No, I don't think so. Not a cult at all. It's not like they would rather almost piss themselves than miss a second of the Donald speech. But if they're already looking to Trump's yet-to-be-announced 2024 campaign, what are the big issues? I really hope he gets to the topic of the border crisis. That's one of the bigger things right now because that's completely being rushed under the rug. And, and you're from Iowa? I'm from Iowa, yeah. So you're worried about people coming from Minnesota? Um. Trump's potential campaign would also be about healing the broken nation caused by the current Biden administration. I mean, obviously, this administration is doing all it can to pit each other against each other. Yeah, every way, shape, and form, they've been trying to divide it. Yeah, it's like this administration is giving the middle finger to half yes. the country. Yeah, uh, the whole country, if you ask me. Yeah. And that's the just, whole damn country. That's just wrong. Yeah, it's absolutely wrong. We shouldn't be giving the middle finger to half the country. <laughs> right. We should be loving one another and working we together. We should be. We should be working together. Right. Right. It doesn't matter what your opinions are, we can still be civil to each other. Exactly. And still be this great country that we are supposed to be, or we were at one point in time. Yeah, doing this is childish. Yes. I've had people stop talking to me for my views. You should show respect. Yes. What's what's going on with your shirts? I think they speak for themselves, do they not? Why doesn't someone want to engage with that, am I right? Exactly. This is sort of like the Trump welcome sign, right? 
Maybe the most surprising moment of the rally was when I ran into an old friend I thought I'd never see again. Q's back, and <laughs> there's Q shit everywhere. Yes, the online conspiracy following a mysterious character known as Q was more popular than ever. Is that a Q? Yeah. Are you a Q supporter? Certainly. Wasn't Q's whole thing that Trump would be reinstated as president? He's never left. There's no doubt in my mind, 150,000%. That he's still president of the United States? Really? Does he still hold the powers of the presidency? Well, he's been flying around the world on Air Force One. It says something. I thought Joe Biden's technically on Air Force One. No. So they're, they're faking it? Yeah, it's, it's not even a presidency. Who is running the government right now? President Trump. He's running the government? And the military. And he's running the military. So we should blame him for what happened in Afghanistan? No. But it's still his fault. It's way beyond my... Understanding. I don't... I don't... I, I, Thank you for talking to me, George. Enjoy seeing President... Current President Trump. Thank you. So Q is telling them that Trump is still the president. And also where to park their cars. A lot of characters here today. We have a woman directing traffic wearing a QAnon shirt. Uh, I assume she's also inspecting cars for lizard people and make-believe pedophile rings. And thanks to online bullshit, they have a very interesting take on who was behind the January 6th insurrection. Oh, Antifa, um, like the corrupt FBI, um, basically rhinos, corrupt politicians, the deep state, all of that. But I don't believe that it was people like me and people like you see over there in that crowd that did it. Who, who was behind? FBI, CIA, Antifa were used. Other, other groups like that. It seemed like a lot of them were going into the Capitol to attack Nancy Pelosi and perhaps Who? hang. Who? What's that? Who? Which one? The one with the bullhorns? He's not a Trump supporter. I don't care what his resume says. He's not a Trump supporter. In fact, do you remember the picture of the plane in Afghanistan with all the people running next to it? That was a balloon plane. If you look at the pictures of the real plane, and there's pieces that are missing from the real plane to that plane. So you're saying there's a conspiracy around the Afghanistan withdrawal? No, I'm saying that there was one guy there who ran. It's the only guy who turned to the camera and waved his hands. Do y'all remember that? Everybody remember that? He's the guy with the horns on his hat. He was in Afghanistan. Yes, go look at the pictures. I think he's in jail right now. No, that's what they tell Who's gonna? Are we gonna find pictures of like the horn guy in like the background of old Civil War photos or in paintings of the Revolutionary War? I'm just telling you the picture looks just like it. Can America's centuries old democracy survive the 2024 campaign? Maybe this guy knows. Thank you so much for that, Jordan. All right, when we come back, the one and only Eve will be joining me right here in the studio. So don't go away. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City 
featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Welcome back to The Daily Show. My guest tonight is Grammy Award-winning songwriter and artist, Eve. She's here to talk about her groundbreaking career and starring in the new ABC drama, Queens. <laughs> Eve? Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here because I should start with a congratulations that was almost prophetic from that clip, and that is, I'm a mom. <laughs> I'm a mom, Congratulations. Yes. Thank you so much. I think it's, it's like a major congratulations, not just because of, I mean, you being happy about it, but you've shared so much of your story of how hard it was for you to conceive and how long it took for you to get to this place. I mean, yeah. you, you must just be over no, the moon. it's crazy. I seriously am like, there are days where I'm like, I can't believe I am. And I am beyond happy. I don't even, I need a new word for happy. It's, it's nuts. That is really, what's, what, is, what is the best thing that you've experienced? Or what is, or rather, yeah. what is the most unpredictable thing? No, no one warned you about this, but all of a sudden you're feeling it in your body, in your mind, whatever it may be. <laughs> um, I mean, people don't talk about a lot, I have to say that. Um, <laughs> they don't talk about a lot. And, but... I would say, I will go back to the best thing is that, well, when I first started feeling flutters, I thought it was gas. Because you do get, I mean, this is TMI, but the pregnant ladies know, you do get a little gassy in the beginning. Um, so I just thought it was gas. But then it felt better and better, and now they're stronger and stronger, and now I feel like we can talk to each other. Like, it's weird. Oh my goodness, it's that cool. is so beautiful. Women are amazing. That we really so, are amazing. Yeah, no, you really are. You really are, so it's cool. Well, congratulations. Yeah. And congratulations on, I guess, your other baby, which yes. is Queens. Yes, yes, yes. This Queens is ridiculous. It is a roller coaster of emotion, um, but it's amazing. The music is sick, mm -hmm. and everybody in it, Brandy, Naturi, Nadine, they're incredible. You were like the first lady of the Rough Riders, yes. and, and it was this world that you had created, and now it feels like your story has come full circle because now you're playing, ironically, a less successful version of a <laughs> character of yourself. What did this feel like for you? Was it nostalgic? Was there a moment, was there a part of you that was like, man, this is like an alternate world that yes. sort of feels real? The first week and a half, I actually was freaking out because I'm like, who? how can I play Brianna when I feel like this is my life a little bit? <laughs> like, I come from the 90s, I am a rapper, I am a mother of four bonus children now, five, the fifth one on the way. Right. And this is weird, and I'm a rapper. It was, it took me at least about the second week where I found her voice. Right. Um, okay. Where I found the actual character's voice. But yeah, of course, there's definite parallels, like, wow. And, and honestly, I would not have taken a role like this a few years ago at all. Because for me, acting was acting, and my music was my music. And I never mm. felt like, I didn't want to me uh, mesh the two. But for some reason, this script, Zahir McGee, who is the writer, um, EP, and uh, a creator, 
The script is so good, I couldn't turn away. You, you, you've, you've been on this ride that we've been on with you for so many years, where it was hip hop, and then we watched you step into the acting game and you've killed it every single Thank time. You. you know, you seem like a natural at everything that you do. Thank and you. then you decided to change your life up a little. You moved to the UK, yes. living in London, yeah. right? And then it was like, oh, Eva's back in this mix. When, when you look at this character, you know, and, and the story is really fun. Yeah. What do you think it is about this show that's connecting with so many people. What do you think it is about it that, that that's making people go like, you know what? Yeah, this is this is what I want to watch. This is this makes me feel good. Yeah, I think there's a few things. One, '90s hip hop. I'm sorry. I mean, hip hop is great all the way, all the oh time. Boy, but '90s hip hop. I know. I know. Oh, you here know we I'm go. trying to preference it, oh, right? Here I'm we trying go. to like. But '90s hip hop, 2000s hip hop. There was a movement at that time. There was a pureness. There was a uniqueness. I think there were so many crews, crew, crews, and so much. Um, I don't know, the energy mm -hmm, at that time mm -hmm. was great. And that, for me, with this show, I was like, if we can capture that, people who know about that time will love right. this show. But also, it's not just the music. It's the women. Mm -hmm. Like, our stories are so complex. There's a lot going on for all of us um, within us individually, but then as women just coming back together and being and having a sisterhood. And also not fighting with each other. Right. Not right, being right. like, I'm the only one, I'm the only one. It's like, no, we are a sisterhood. And yeah, it, it just feels really nice. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about that 90s hip hop versus yeah. today's hip hop. I mean, every every generation loves its hip hop. I know. And I try not to sound old saying that because you oh, know no, when I you start biased. talking about that and it's just like, no, but am I old or like... No, but I think everybody just has the hip hop that like... There's the hip hop that shaped shaped yes. your life. Yes, you know what I mean? definitely. That's what it is. Definitely. So, so I wonder, when, when you look at hip hop today, for, for getting like better or worse or yeah. anything, what do you see that's different? There's got to be something that you look at now where you go like, man, I envy that element of hip hop. Oh, yeah. And then there's got to be one part where you're like, man, I'm glad I'm not around for that part of hip hop right oh, now. A million percent. What I envy is the fact that you don't need a label. You don't need a co-signer. You yeah. don't you can get out there and find your people the mm. way you want to. I envy that. I love that. What I don't um, is. <sighs> There's a lot of clones. I, I feel like back in the day, uniqueness was celebrated. Right. And I think now there's a lot of the sameness. Mm -hmm. And that to me, I'm just like, uh, it, 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 makes it, it makes it boring a lot of the time for me. Not everyone, because there are some dope artists out that I actually really do love. Right. Um, but yeah. How did you stay you? You know, because in your, in, in your day, there was, there was so much A&R. <laughs> yes. There were so many people saying, this is what you should yes. be. Yes, This is what, and it's like, and I remember when Eve came out, yeah. I had not seen any rapper like that. I mean, yeah. I'd loved Lil' Kim. Yes. You know, I'd loved Rod Digger. Yeah. I'd loved so many female hip-hop artists. And then you came and it was completely different, but you stayed you. Yeah. I'd love to know how you did that. I'm sure lucky. there was external pressure. It definitely was, but I got lucky. With Rough Riders, they never tried to change me. The only thing they tried to do was cover me up more, actually. Like, they didn't <laughs> want me naked. They were like, no, you need to put this vest on Are you now. serious? Please. If I had on a tank top, they like, put on a Rough Rider vest. Like, it's just... But they also only let me be me. They allowed That's me to beautiful. be me. And they saw that I wanted it so bad. I hustled with the guys. I wrote... If we were in the studio 24 hours, I was in the studio. 24 hours and they just allowed me to be me that being said there were execs when I would go into meetings that definitely were like you know what you could do this or you should bring this down or maybe you should or who are you dating you shouldn't be dating him and so it wasn't from the Rough Rider side it was more from the exec side um, but thankfully I held on to it well congratulations Thank to you. you congratulations on the next step in your journey both yes. on screen 
and in life. Thank you. And uh, hopefully we'll see you back on the show. Yes. Queens premieres October 19th at 10 p.m. on ABC. Watch it and you'll see why everybody's so excited. All right, we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back after this. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Until tomorrow, stay safe out there, get your vaccine, and remember, if you're studying for a test in Texas, just write, both sides have good points. You're going to get straight A's. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central, and stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.